Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. I'm your host of Conversations at the Edge, Alex Faust. Uh, For those of you who do not know Dave, he is a serial entrepreneur and New York Times bestselling author and global keynote speaker. He's the co-founder and co-CEO of Apprentice, a platform that connects entrepreneurs with the brightest college students, as well as a co-founder and CEO of Remembering Live, which is a virtual memorial service company. Now he has just released another book, The Art of People, 11 Simple People Skills That Will Get You Everything That You Want. Dave, welcome to Conversations at the Edge, and where are you calling in from today? Thanks so much for having me, Alex. I am calling in from upstate New York. Today, I want to start talking about the course that we have at Growth Institute, Seven Simple Social Concepts to Grow Your Business. The program is from 2013, but the concepts are still so relevant eight years later. So can you tell us a little bit of an overview of what are these seven simple concepts? Sure. And it's it's funny because on the one hand, um, as social media has changed so rapidly in the last 10 years, I've had to uh, write uh, now three editions to uh, my first book, Likeable Social Media, that inspired uh, the the course, and uh, we'll be working soon on a fourth. But on the other hand, um, while the tactics and the tools, and frankly, in some cases, the social networks have changed over the years quite a bit. I mean, you know, when I first wrote wrote the book and when I first created the course for you guys, uh, TikTok did not exist, right? So while, while the, 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 cha- the tactics and tools have changed a lot, the strategies have remained the same. And the strategies uh, continue to be around listening and really using that part, that amazing part of social media to pay attention to what your customers and your prospects are saying. Um, massive, massive power to use social media to listen better. Um, targeting your audience better and no, you know, like the, the, the days of targeting 25 to 54 year old men are kind of over because you can target 22 year old men who live in West Philadelphia, uh, and have dogs, right? I mean, really, really honing in on your targeting. So listening, understanding your audience, um, being authentic and even vulnerable. These are actually business business advantages uh, to using social media that many uh, entrepreneurs and uh, CEOs are, are hesitant to embrace, but uh, it works. Uh, it works. <laughs> um, being responsive. Uh, responsiveness continues to be a super important element of, 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 of social and a great, great way that small and mid-sized firms can get ahead of their larger competition because big companies remarkably are still uh, often unresponsive to customers and prospects on social media. Um, can you imagine if somebody called you up on the phone and uh, you hung up on them? Of course not. Uh, if a customer called you up on the phone, you wouldn't hang up on them. But um, when, when, when folks post on social media and brands and companies ignore them, that's like hanging up on them, only worse. It's like hanging up on them in the middle of a football field with thousands of people watching, right? So. 
So being being responsive, um, surprise and delight uh, continues to be. In fact, it's even more important now than it was six, seven years ago when we first did the course because of the role of influencers now, which we can talk about. But that's that's one way that things certainly have changed, the increasing role of influencers. And then gratitude. Uh, gratitude continues to be um, a very important principle, not only of social media, um, but of, in my humble opinion, as I've written a bunch of other books as well since then, uh, gratitude and very important principle of uh, business in general and, and life in general and relationships in general. Great. Thank you. And so I want to dive a little bit deeper first into listening, because um, I think you, you talk in depth about it in, in the course, but what are the outcomes that business leaders should be looking for in terms of listening? What are we looking to learn from listening on social? Yeah. So I think I think it comes to the, the number one thing is understanding your customer and understanding your prospect. Companies used to spend a remarkable amount of time on focus groups, right? On 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 getting people into a room and giving them product and just asking them questions and, and understanding what their perspectives are, what their point of view are. Uh, point, points of view are on things. Well, social media gives us a 24-7, 365 focus group. Like literally just turn it on. Just open up your Twitter app and start looking and listening to what people are saying about your product, about your competitors, about your category. Um, it's amazing when I, when I, 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 you mentioned, as you mentioned, I speak around the world virtually and around the world. Uh, uh, and, um, and uh, what I'll do is I'll have all small business owners and small and medium-sized business owners open up their phones and in many cases join Twitter right, right then and there because many folks still aren't on Twitter. Why? I don't know, but they're not. And then search for their product. And then immediately they say, oh my God, people are talking about me. I had no idea. Um, or search for the category that you're solving. So I'll give you an example. If you're in real estate and you look for uh, need a home in your town or your state, you'll see people right now that are talking about needing a home or maybe selling a home um, uh, or maybe looking for jobs or maybe hiring. So social and Twitter, Twitter's the best at this, but um, really all, all the social networks now have hashtags that are searchable and categories that are searchable. Using social networks to search for this, this uh, what your customers are saying, what your prospects are saying, what your staff is saying, what the media that covers your space is saying, and being able to really understand all these constituent groups, all these shareholder groups, it's, it's massively valuable. And so I'd like to now ask you to share a story from the course, the story about Vegas, maybe there's a newer one that's more relevant than the one from 2013. But I think your story really demonstrates the objective of listening, that it's not just about marketing and sales. It's about being able to show up for your customers, care, be real. So whether it's the Vegas story or another story, can you share a little bit about your experience and, and how listening has impacted you as both a consumer or as, a, as an executive? Sure, sure. Um, you know, I'm at a, I'm at a casino right now, uh, doing my one page strategic plan. So I'll I'll share the uh, I'll share the Vegas story. Uh, it, it's an oldie but goodie for sure. Um, and uh, and 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 folks are still not uh, doing this to the extent that they can. So um, I, there's still a massive opportunity for the people that are listening to this call to 
to, to, to leverage the delta between what people can do and, and what, what brands can do and what they're actually doing. So yeah, I was, uh, I was in Vegas for, for work, uh, for conference uh, several years ago. And um, I had just taken a six hour flight and I was super uh, tired and just wanted to get to my room and get some rest. And I was waiting online to check in at the hottest hotel uh, in the uh, in the, the Vegas Strip at the time, uh, the Aria, pre Cosmopolitan, which is taken over. Which I, I actually consulted on their social media launch and and uh, helped their CEO uh, learn social. But I digress. The uh, I was waiting online for over forty five minutes at the Aria, and so I I was super frustrated, and I did what any social media nerd would do. I took out my phone, I opened up my Twitter app and I tweeted, waiting online for over 45 minutes at the Aria. Not worth it. Hashtag fail, which was kind of like, you know, me complaining and, um, uh, you know, negative, <laughs> negative sentiment analysis for, for, for the Aria. And the Aria didn't respond to my tweet. In fact, somewhat shockingly, despite the fact that I wrote about it and have spoken about it for um, many, 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 thousands of people i mean we're probably over a hundred thousand people at this point um you already have never responded to that tweet i mean it's a kind of a remarkable thing but the rio a casino down the street responded to my tweet within 60 seconds and when i tell this story time and time again alex folks think executives especially ceos think wow what did the rio write come on over we have a room with your name on it we'll take better care of you and I can understand people thinking that they might write that, you know, there's a lot of good salespeople here and people think, oh, you know, they'll, they'll take over. But, you know, if the Rio had tweeted that, they would, I would have thought two things. First, kind of creepy that they're uh, sort of going uh, after me uh, this aggressively. And second, why is it uh, jam-packed and hip and trendy at the Aria? And, you know, they, they have, you know, it's wide open uh, at, the, at the Rio. Maybe they're not, you know, it's not the cool place to be. Well, instead, what the Rio tweeted back to me was the following. Sorry you're having a bad experience, Dave. Hope the rest of your time in Vegas goes well. Sorry you're having a bad experience, Dave. Hope the rest of your time in Vegas goes well. Now, there's no one on this call that could possibly argue that that was a marketing or sales message. But what it was, was a message of empathy and a message that demonstrated that the Rio listens. And on the basis of that tweet, guess where I stayed the next time I went to Vegas and the time after that and the time after that. Yes, I became a real customer and I wrote about it and I spoke about it. And so a decade later, um, Aria lost a lot of business, um, certainly a lot of my business. And the Rio has gained arguably tens of thousands of dollars worth of business uh, off of me alone and just the people that I've told this story to. Um, and they didn't do it by marketing or sales. They did it by listening and demonstrating empathy. But, you know, if there's one thing that you would like our community to, to leave knowing today, whether it's about delegating or uh, a social strategy, what would that be? Yeah, well, I'll give you two things because uh, there aren't uh, as easily uh, relatable to one another on on social, I would say it's not as hard as you may think. A lot of this stuff is common sense um, and really doing the work and really spending the time um, uh, to understand the platforms and understand 
uh, the cultures on each platform. Uh, and it is really, there's massive, massive business value here. So to any, any doubters, I assure you, uh, I've, I've, I've just seen this time and time again. And feel free to challenge me, reach out if, I, if, I, if you are still a doubter. Um, and then on the delegation stuff, I, I, I think um, I've been amazed at uh, the level of work that uh, people have done for me when I just let them, when I just let them, when I get out, of, when I empower them and get out of their way, they, they can do amazing, amazing things. I'll tell you what, I will, I will bring it back. I will, I will relate to things because we're working on our one-page strat plan and we built our core values recently for Apprentice. And one of our core values is mentorship. And, um, and uh, but what I love about this core value of mentorship is our core value statement is everyone can be both a student and a teacher. So here we are uh, connecting uh, students and CEOs and entrepreneurs and sort of the obvious uh, uh, mentorship is that the CEOs and entrepreneurs are mentoring the, the, their apprentices, their students, and teaching them about the ways of the world, business world. But what we actually find happening quite a bit at a time is apprentices are mentoring our clients on TikTok and on Instagram Reels and on how to build a social media strategy. So um, it's, 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 it's been really amazing uh, seeing the power that these young people have and how much they can actually teach uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs about the world of social media. In fact, even I, as the as the New York Times bestselling author of a book on uh, social media that's been uh, you know uh, reprinted uh, th three soon four editions, uh, and the and the course that I'm very proud of that I that I did with you guys, uh, I learn uh, every day uh, from from these young folks around uh, how the the tactics and tools of social continue to evolve. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again, and see you next time.